Hi, everybody. Happy hump day. It's hump day, right? So um, let's get started. So we always start with three cheers of joy. So I'm ready tonight. I got them. So first off, let me start with this. Any episodes of um, Joy Exposed that you missed or you'd like to see, you can download from iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and my first cheer of joy, iHeartRadio. <laughs> Just found out about that about three days ago, so we've been approved um, to uh, for the podcast to be live on iHeartRadio, uh, I so that's my first cheer of joy. I couldn't wait to share that with you guys. So I figure if I cover all the bases, somebody somewhere should be downloading every day. I'm trying desperately. So of course, I'm still drinking out of my 50 years of joy. I did get a new wine glass, ugh, and I have it over there on the top of my closet. But I got an awesome gift from a girlfriend, um, Valerie, that we went to grade school together and she sent me a collection of gifts. So I'll have to take a picture and put that on my page. And definitely drink out of it next week. So uh, for tonight, I have 50 years of joy. And I'm drinking a wine. And it is Poppy. It's a Cabernet. And, um, you know, I love the cabs, full body red. And I purchased this because it was on sale. Buy one, get one free. So it's about $13, $14 a bottle. So I was able to get two bottles. I have another event tomorrow night. So that's going to cover tonight and tomorrow. So my first cheer of joy was approval on iHeartRadio. So cheers to you guys. Oh, I do have on clothes. It looks like I don't because my hair is here, but I got on clothes. Let me. Yeah, so I got on some clothes just, to, just so y'all know. All right. My second cheer of joy was last Saturday. I had the girls night in event in Atlanta and it was um, sold out. And let me tell you something. It was a it was an amazing night. I was there as a presenter and I still learned so much and left with so much good, yummy energy and so many ideas about how to be a better me and things to do to move myself further along my journey. Just a dynamic event. So I know that they'll be doing it again in um, New Orleans, Houston, I think Oakland. So hopefully I'm selected or asked to attend one of those because you know I travel. I'll go there to spit, have that kind of energy. So, and it's always good to be around um, a group of women and their sole intention is to uplift everybody. The sole intention is to just be good and share the goodness, right? So that was amazing. And that was at the girls' night in. And um, my third, oh, so cheers to the girls' night in. That was fun. My third celebration is um, my third cheer of joy. It's really, I guess I can't use it because it doesn't happen until tomorrow, but I'm excited about it. I get to go to my first uh, one woman show, right? At the West Main Exchange in Tampa. I'll be there from seven to nine. And um, it's all me for two whole hours. There were about 50 tickets available on Eventbrite and we've got, we've, They've RSVP'd more than half of those. I think it's 27 or 28. So that's a good crowd for a first time out. I'm really pleased about it. And um, I'll get to do it again in December. So we're just going to see what this feels like, see what the energy is like and what I want to share in the space. So I'm really excited about that. So cheers to my first one woman show. And I'm sure I'll post about it this weekend, but I'll definitely talk about it next week. So cheers to that with my poppy. 
uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, full body red. I was going between this and a whiskey today and I decided this. Whiskey makes me wanna a little aggressive. So I'm chilling. All right, so let's just talk about this. We're gonna move right along um, to our Facebook post of the week. And it's something that's not, um, it's not a fun topic, right? Um, so let me read this real quick. So I copied it and um, let me find it real quick so I can read it. So you've been seeing a lot of posts about women being abducted and children being abducted. So I got some statistics and stuff on that. I wanted to talk about it for a little bit just because I really don't know what in the hell to do with this information. So I'm going to read this post to you and then um, talk about it a little bit and try to figure out what's supposed to be happening. So first I copied some stats. Now let me tell you guys what's so funny. When I pull stuff off the internet and I'll, if I don't want it, sometimes it'll come up with like um, watermarks and stuff on it. If I don't want them, I usually text them to Faceless Love. So he gets random bullshit from me all throughout the day. And he, now he knows not to even respond to it or ask me about it because he's like, oh, that's probably for work, which is so funny because I sent him the statistics about um, missing children tonight. He didn't even address it when I talked to him. So I send random shit all the time. But anyway, so I wanted to talk about the missing children and sex trafficking because of the where I work, my industry during the day, I wanted to talk about it because we've had some issues with children at our school. And um, then I saw this post, so I'm gonna read it. It says, PSA, uh, sex traffickers in Gwinnett County. And if you don't know where Gwinnett County is, it's um, in near Atlanta, it's near Fulton County, so it is in Georgia, so North Georgia. So I, uh, yes, yeah, north, south of the airport, I guess. But so I just had a conversation with several men outside of my home right now replacing the main sewage line. People who know me personally know that I'm a talker and I talk to everybody about everything. During our conversation, we got on the subject of sex traffickers in Lawrenceville. One of the men said that his son said there, was a, there are sweet, innocent looking older women in the malls who are inviting teenage girls to Bible study, but they're really sex traffickers. How disgusting is that? Also, there was a Sweet 16 party a few weeks ago in Lawrenceville where undercover school resource officers attended and they found that there were grown men there, also a part of a sex trafficking ring, trying to pick up young girls. Please be careful out here and trust no one with your kids and teens because we never know what their intentions are. Oh, and stay prayed up because sometimes our struggles aren't against flesh and blood. My spiritual friends know the rest. I wanted to share this with you guys. Have a blessed day. This is from Chastity Stembridge Lindsay, and she's a health um, health food expert too. So I didn't get an opportunity to read through her blog, but I did tell her I was going to use this. I wanted to read this tonight on my show. So um, I so I grew up in the Atlanta area. So in, well, in Marietta, north of Atlanta, and um, I don't know, and maybe I'm fortunate, I don't know. I don't know that I know of anybody who just came up missing. You hear about it in the news. We know that it happens, but the numbers are staggering, and it's people that are missing every day. So I, we have, I, I, 
I've said this before, I teach at an alternative school and our children are high risk for many behaviors. And one of the things that happens is that the young girls do get caught up with the older men and they're using them up. Like they're, they're pimping them out pretty much. And that's the same sex trafficking, pimping them out. And then some people just disappear. But other times, believe it or not, sometimes the, the mom or dad, the mom may know more so than the dad, the mom will know and give permission because the mom is getting paid. Right. So this is just staggering information because I couldn't imagine taking money from somebody, allowing them to fuck my daughter, to mistreat and misuse my daughter and to make use of her and make money off of her. So to me, this is very disheartening because I know as a young woman how important my safety was to me, like how and I, I guess it came from my mom just trying to always make sure that I was in the house, the door was locked and keep an eye on people around me and stuff that I did. But when we're young, we're just like, you don't wanna let us go anywhere. You don't wanna, but now our young was, my young was different from this young because for you to get access to me, you had to call my house or snatch me off the street if I was walking to the store. But now these kids have access to the internet, anything on the internet. And people solicit them online to do things. They have access to so much information. So I don't really understand how we're supposed to keep them safe, right? When I was growing up, my biggest fear was the Atlanta child murders, right? If you grew up in the area at the time, you remember kids were, I think it was mostly young men. They were being abducted and they were being killed like right out of their bedrooms. And, and so I guess we grew up, I grew up with a sense of wonder and worry about the white vans with no windows. Those are called the kidnapping vans. So there was certain things that we had to do in preparation for, in preparation to not be kidnapped or to not be abducted back in the day. I don't know now what we're telling our kids. How do we protect them? Because I'm a very liberal mom and I wish that my kids were um, up now so I could ask them. I'm a very liberal mom. So I let them go to parties. I let them go to the mall or to drive my car. So those are things that I allowed. But I think that I was ignorant maybe about the possibility of them being kidnapped. Well. Maybe I knew that they could be, but I knew that I felt like the likelihood, you know, it couldn't happen to me. It won't happen to me. That's how I felt, I'm sure. But now the numbers are staggering. And I'm going to share a few of the numbers with you guys, too, because I don't really know what to do with the information now that I have it other than to be on alert and to try to protect the children that I teach and try to keep my still try to keep my kids safe. I do have grandchild that's growing up. My son is in high school and they're not just abducting girls, they're abducting boys too, right? So oh, it's so much out there. So it's been in the news a lot and um, they're talking a lot about black, Amer they're talking a lot about black American women coming up missing and nobody talking about it. I read an article today that said Native American women um, were great, they're about 40% of missing uh, children were Native American. So they make up about 10% of the population and 40% of the missing or sex trafficked, right? So that's crazy numbers. But then as far as Black American women, they're women that are missing every day, every day. And I, I and you know, it's like, so what, what is the, um, 
So what do we do, right? So once you realize, you're like, okay, what do we do? How do we keep ourselves safe? How do we keep other people safe? And so um, that's kind of the conversation. And you think about it. I had a whole show about somebody pimping me, taking money from me about my own goodness. And it had nothing to do with sex, but it's still the same thing of somebody taking something from me. And I almost had a hissy fit. So I can't imagine thinking about a child, 12, 14 years old, somebody is now have taken you into their custody, their care, and they're going to groom you and get you ready to become a part of the sex trade. So scary as shit, but it's out there. So let's look at some numbers before we move on. Let's see, 75% underage sex trafficking victims said they had been advertised or sold online. So that means if you are sex, if you are abducted, they're looking for people to buy you or take part in you to make use of you online. So the, in, I mean, so that's a quick way to move you around, right? So that you've been advertised that way. There are, and you know what? I don't, I know math and I know numbers, but sometimes the numbers are staggering to me that like I, my mind doesn't comprehend the number, like the number of people in the United States, the number of people in the world. I know there's a lot, but when you talk about 5.4 million reports related to child sexual exploitation have been made to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children since its inception. 5.4 million reports. One in six endangered runaways reported to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Gene in Teens, I'm sorry, Missing and Exploited Children in 2013 were likely sex trafficking victims. And if you run away from home, if someone's running away from home and they're looking for somebody to help them, it's going to be somebody who's going to make some money off of them because we know nobody's doing anything for free. Um, 199,000 incidents of sexual exploitation of minors occur each year in the United States. That's one incident every three minutes. So we've been going for about 15 minutes. That's five, right? Five incidents of um, sexual exploitation of a minor. And the average entry, the average age of entry into the sex trade in America is 12 to 14 years old. Now, lastly, to your grown-up yucky yucks out there that's taking these children and pimping them out, listen to this number. A pimp can make $150,000 to $200,000 per child each year, and they exploit an average of four to six girls. It's a million dollars a year exploiting a young girl. It's some nasty motherfuckers out there nasty motherfuckers out there and you know the funny thing about this conversation because it's kind of go a little bit left right now is that i've had conversations with adult men talking about their interest in young girls and i'm like y'all gross like y'all that's nasty oh but this so she a woman now and she looked like a woman and i'm thinking what the hell is the what's the psychosis like what are you thinking that you can't discern the difference from you as an adult to a child it's gross as shit but that's a whole nother story that's gonna make me really sad too to have that conversation tonight all right so let me just keep it moving so anyway i just wanted to share that it has been a lot of talk about it so we wanted to put that out there you guys protect your kids protect yourselves don't get snatched up 
run from the white vans. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. All right. So I did print my format this week. Y'all know that keeps me from rambling all over the place. So I did print the format this week. Um, I got some awesome shades and I didn't even bring them in the house. They're in the car. So anyway, they're cla uh, clampers. I'm, I posted a picture about them anyway, but I'll post another picture so that I can tag Keldrick in it. Um, don't, uh, tomorrow night is Joy Exposed live at the West Main Exchange. It's November 21st from 7 to 9. My first solo thing, well, it's not my first solo thing. It's my first kind of one-woman show. It won't necessarily entail me reading. It's going to be me having more of a Joy Exposed live kind of moment. So I'm excited about that. So there we go with that. So next, my Woman Crush Wednesday. I didn't have one last week. So we're going to switch gears. I definitely have one this week. So my Woman Crush Wednesday for today is Kiba Riley. She doesn't know. I'll have to tag her in it because um, I don't know if she's um, watching or not. But anyway, so Kiba's my Woman Crush Wednesday. And let me tell you why. Y'all know, I, I always talk about, and I don't know how you guys use your Facebook, but I have met some badass women on Facebook. Like, there are some amazing powerful women on Facebook and Kiba is one of them. So she and I met in the Facebook group a few years ago and we connected and start chatting it up. And my son and I even went to see her when we traveled to Canada last summer before last. But anyway, Kiba is my woman crush Wednesday because she is, she graduated from Howard law. So she's a, she's an attorney. She owns a bridal boutique in DC and I cannot wait to go to her shop. So as soon as I get up engaged or get a proposal, I'm going right to DC so I can select my dress. But not only is she an entrepreneur and she's smart, she is beautiful as hell. She has this amazing smile and personality that just lights up a whole space. Amazing. I And I, I just absolutely love her. And she's so open to meeting people and exploring herself and learning and engaging in situations that there's going to be a lifetime of goodness for her just because she doesn't shut people out. So I love it. I love her. I think she's amazing. And she is my Woman Crush Wednesday. Her name is Kiba. Oh, she is here. Hi, Kiba. So she is here. And uh, yeah, she is an amazing woman. And Man, we had a conversation the other day and we just, I, you, every time I text with her, we laugh because she'll ask something and you guys know I'm just like, blah, and we just have a whole dynamic conversation and uh, she's so much fun. So anyway, she's my Woman Crush Wednesday. So thank you, Kiba. Thank you for being my friend and thank you for being my WCW. Um, and let's keep it, I'm going to keep going now, you know, it's my second segment. So last Saturday, let's see, last Friday, I went to visit University of Florida with my son. He's going to go to college next, well, he's a junior, so he's going to go to college 2021. So he's a junior now. But we went to visit the University of Florida, my alma mater, his first choice, which is great. So we had a great time. So he and I went up Thursday, we spent the night, amazing time. He's so much fun, he's so mature. I learned so much from him, just watching him as a man, that it helps me deal with men, right? Like I should have known some of the stuff I know about him, I've learned from him years ago. I probably would have been in a different position for years or, or sooner. But yeah, he's so, he's so controlled and he's so 
and he tries to handle me like he speaks to me like he's a man. He's not handling me like I'm his woman. He's handling himself like he's a man. So he'll give me almost directives like mom, such and such and such, or da 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 da. da. And I'm, I just look at him like, look, little boy, don't be talking to me like that. But then I have to realize, okay. I hear you, my bad, you know, whatever. And we just keep it moving. But that was a great trip. So we went up Friday. We went up Thursday, came back Friday. Well, Saturday morning, I had to fly to Atlanta because it was the girls' night in. So that was lots of fun. And as soon as I got there, uh, Faceless Love picked me up from the airport. Now, one thing you guys know, I always have stuff to do. Like, I always have some stuff to do. So he picks me up. I'm hungry. Like, I was, I'm hungry to eat. He ate. We went to get something to eat. Then I was like, okay, I need to go. Now we're eating, and I'm trying to finish up this bookmark that I'm making, making for the event that I have that night. So I'm working on that. Then we had to find somewhere to go print them and get them cut and all of this. So we go do all of this work, and we get to um, where we're staying. And I was like, I got to take a shower. You know, I'm trying to – because I got to do the event at, like, 7. So I don't – you know, I have a few hours. So we, you know, we haven't been together and we're missing each other. We can't wait to kiss and touch and hug and everything. So I'm all excited about seeing him. He's excited about seeing me. So I go, I take a shower and we crawl into the bed under the cover. And then I woke up like two hours later. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, were we supposed to make love or something? Like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I went right to sleep, like instantly. And I was teasing him later. Well, I wasn't teasing him. I was telling him later that he feels, his energy feels so good and I'm so safe that when I'm by myself all the time, I'm always on alert. Like I'm always on alert. I always have something to do, da 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 As soon as I get with him, it's like, it's like I'm just, a calm settles over me and I just completely relax. So that was really cool. I absolutely, absolutely in love. I love hanging out with him because he's so much fun. And he's so understanding too. That I woke up like, oh my bad. Was I snoring? <laughs> he's like, I didn't hear it. And I was like, right, good answer. Thank you. But yeah, it was really cool. So we got to hang out on Saturday and then I had my event. And then um, that was really nice. I talked about that in one of my Cheers of Joy. So the event was really nice. After the event, um, we went to a cigar bar for a few minutes and got something to eat. And then we just hung out. Like, that was it. We hung out. And then I left on Sunday afternoon. So we had about 24 hours together. And I'll take it because he is really, he is fun, fun, fun. And he feels so good to my brain. And he's helped me to not to be, not worry. He's taken away my worry. He has given me a sense of security that I haven't known before. And I love it. And so I don't know what tomorrow is for us, but I know that I love hanging out with him. I love him. And whatever it is, he has made a huge difference. Him being such a good person has made a huge difference in me, in helping me to learn how to trust again, how to love again, how to relax, how to... Shit, I've developed a whole business and written books just because he said he thought I was brilliant. I've followed through with that. And look, like, so he's really just an awesome guy. And, you know, no pressure for anything for either one of us. 
but I enjoy him and he is a lot of fun. And so I'll talk about him some more. I talk about, you know, I've written about him and stuff and I talk about him. So that's all cool. So, all right. So we were going to, I promised you guys, don't let me get all sappy. My eyes getting ready to water. Nose turning red. Ooh, he's so sweet. Anyway, so cheers to my faceless love. So let's go. So we've been talking a lot about finding freedom. How do you get to where you're free? And the funny thing about that is that we think that we are free because we're grown. You know, you're grown, you got a job, think you do what you want. But if you're ducking and dodging and walking on eggshells because of somebody around you, you're, you're not. You're held hostage. You're being held hostage by them. And that's not fair right? So nobody wants to be held hostage. So you want to get to a place, I think you want to get to a place of understanding who you are and what your purpose is supposed to be. So we're going to talk about a couple things that, for, that are important to me about getting to freedom. We're also going to talk about our needs. What are they? How do we know where we are? So that's going to be really good too. And we're going to talk about setting boundaries. Now, when I was going through Facebook, what did I just do with my phone? Oh, there it is. When I was going through Facebook right before we got start, before I got started, I saw this really neat post. I'm going to read it now. You guys have probably seen it. There's a lot of good stuff on Facebook. This one says, this is by Coco Mildender. She's um, from Marietta. Well, she lives in Marietta. I don't know if she's from Marietta, but I know that she and her husband live there. The moment you put a stop to people taking advantage of you and disrespecting you is when they define you as difficult, selfish, or crazy. Manipulators hate boundaries. And y'all know that's true. As soon as you put your foot down to not do something, somebody want to call you crazy or tell you you tripping. Mm -mm, it's them. They the one that's crazy. They the one that's tripping. want to take advantage of you. Right? So we're going to talk about the manipulators that are around us, telling ourselves the truth, Setting boundaries. How do we set boundaries? And we're going to have a little bit of psychology class because this was important to me while I was in school. I'm just going to share it. So let's talk about that. Think about where you are right now. And if you've told yourself the truth about where you are right now, that's the thing that's really interesting is that we are so used to creating this pretty picture of what stuff is that we'll believe our own lies about what it is. We quickly make some shit up in our head and then we believe it instead of just owning what it is, right? So telling yourself you're the truth about the situation you're in, it's going to be pretty much, well, first of all, the first thing you're going to do is recognize that you are being held hostage, that you are a hostage or that you are in slavery or that you're not free however you want or that you can't move the way that you want. That's going to be the first thing is recognizing that that's your case. And somebody said that um, a few weeks ago on one of the posts, before you, before you can talk to somebody about being free, they have to know that they're still a slave, right? So that's really interesting. So that's a kind of a, and I don't want to just use the word slave because then it's got the connotation of coming in from Africa. I'm not talking about slavery in that sense. I'm talking about in the sense that right now in the 21st century, that you can't move the way that you want, or you're being held hostage by the person next to you, you're in a relationship with for whatever reason, wah, 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 right? That's what I mean when I'm talking about that, being held hostage by your job, by your parents, it doesn't matter. If you can't move freely, then you're being held hostage. So 
first you have to recognize that you are and you have to know that you want to be free you want to be able to move you have to know that there's something out there be beyond this moment for you and it is it's our purpose it's our reason for living it's our reason for being born and then once we fulfill it hopefully that's when we die you know that's what we're looking forward to so telling yourself about your truth telling yourself the truth about your situation is just that if you're in debt you're in debt if you're juggling for your paycheck to paycheck your paycheck to paycheck if you don't make enough money to get to the next paycheck if you don't like your wife, if you don't like your husband, if you don't like your children, whatever it is that you're lying about to yourself or that you've created this picture about, you have to tell yourself the truth about it. I always, I shared this and I've shared it. I don't know if I've shared it before on Joy Exposed, but I have shared it before. When I was married years ago, and I've only been married once, when I was married, I would always talk about my husband. He's an attorney. I drove a really nice car. We had three beautiful children. We lived in this amazing house. And I was always painting this picture of all of this goodness, right? But on the inside, I was dead. There was nothing good there for me. I wanted to be invisible. I thought about suicide. I like all of these different things, right? All of these things. But I was projecting that all this was good. And then one day I decided when I was trying to choose whether I was going to live or die at my own hands, I was reading this book called The Emotionally Abused Woman. And one of the chapters, I think it's was something like, tell yourself the truth. And I, I went, look in the mirror and tell yourself the truth. Because you can't lie to yourself, right? You're looking at yourself, you can't lie to yourself. You know, that's sadistic right you can't do that so look at yourself and tell yourself the truth and i went and looked in the mirror and i started telling myself the truth about the situation that i was in and i cried i broke down and cried because i was literally and i was the only one miserable because i was depleting all of me trying to make everybody around me happy make sure everybody was good and i was miserable so the first thing you have to do is acknowledge that you are in a situation that you want to be freed you don't want to be held hostage anymore. And then you have to tell yourself the truth about the situation. You know that you're unhappy. What's making you unhappy? If you can own those things that's making you unhappy and own your role in it, then you're getting closer. Not trying to protect somebody else because trust and believe the person who you're dying trying to take care of, they want you to continue dying to take care of them. They don't care that you're suffering. They're benefiting from your goodness. So they don't care. Honestly, they don't care. You think your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife care if you're miserable, but you're but they're happy. They're getting everything they want and you're miserable. They don't care. They'll ride that train to the end of time. They don't even care. As a matter of fact, why are you complaining? It's been fine this whole time. Why are you complaining now? Oh, you changing now. Mm -hmm. Don't that all that sound familiar, right? Oh, you changing now. It's been all right. So now what? You want to do something different? You seeing somebody else? So why you think you need something different? See, that's how that go. Everybody not heard that conversation. Because they have to figure out a way to keep pulling you into the muck right they got to keep you hostage but they want you to stay voluntarily right i need you i love you 
You know I love you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't have stayed this long. I need you. You're important to me. Da da da. They go on and give you this litany of reasons why they should be able to continue to mistreat you. Meanwhile, you're dying inside because you're not being fulfilled with the things that are around you. So you have to tell yourself the truth and your job too. The job is the same way. You go to work and work your butt off for a company. <clears throat> Guess what? If you die, they still going to be in action tomorrow. They still going to go to do what they do tomorrow, whether you're there or not. But you put so much time in it and you feel like they need you there. And you keep giving, even if you wake up in the morning and you don't want to go, you feel obligated to go. And you don't want to. You're miserable. You feel like you're being done wrong. You've been mistreated. But you've been there for a long time and you're really good at what you do. And you're the only one that knows how to do this. And you're the only one. You've got all these reasons why you can allow yourself to be mistreated and held hostage. Well, you got to recognize that you're being held hostage and you want to get the hell out of it. So the way that you do that, after you tell yourself the truth, set some boundaries of some things that you'll do. I'm the queen. I didn't before. I would exhaust myself at somebody's request of me. I could have 15 things in the iron, no room for the 16th, and somebody asked me to do something or somebody threw it out, out there. I'd be like, oh, I got it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then I'm killing myself trying to do it. Not anymore. Not anymore, because I've learned how to protect myself, because I know that people will take everything they can take from you to get what they want, and that's not fair. All right, so I was saying before we got disconnected earlier, and um, so I was saying poor audio, so we're back. So we're talking about finding freedom, right? So we said, first of all, you have to recognize that you're caught up in a situation that you need to get out of. So that means that if you're in a bad relationship, you're in a bad job, whatever it is that has you unhappy, especially the young people need to know this because they they get they feel really lost. And um, people who've been in relationships for a long time, they feel really stuck. So everybody needs to know that pretty much there is a reason for us to move forward. So first you gotta realize that you're in a fucked up situation. And that's easy, are you happy or not? You feel good about it, you don't. Are you in it because somebody else wants you to be in it? Now, I know there's some things that you can't just up and leave, but you can start putting boundaries on what you allow people to do to you, how people you allow people to make use of you, and how you interact in those situations, how you, it is a way to put boundaries on it to start freeing yourself. And then you have to tell yourself the truth that the situation, in fact, sucks. You know that you feel yucky in it. People don't want you to feel yucky because they want to blame you for feeling yucky. And you know that you feel like shit in it. If you think I'm seeking, searching, <coughs> trying to figure out how to get somebody to love me and take care of me and how to try, trying to figure out how to get somebody to shit, love me, right? Just to love me, see me, want to be with me, want to have fun with me. And guess what? If they don't, they don't. You can't make them. And then they make you feel bad about it. They tired. I'm tired. You know, I worked all day. I got it this. I got it that. They don't have any time for you. You feel some kind of way about it. But get up, you know what? Like, get out of it. You can leave. You mad because he did. So you mad she did. Guess what? You can get out of that. You don't have to stick around in it. And I'm not, you know, it's not necessarily quitting. However, if some you're in a relationship or with the, in a situation with someone and they're not interesting in make, making it better for you or ensuring your happiness in it, 
it's time to go because they're not going to it's not going to change and all of a sudden they're going to want to make you happy that's not how it works and you set boundaries if you're dating like for men if you're if you have a girlfriend and you don't want to be her boyfriend or you don't want or you didn't even say you were going to be a boyfriend you just she just put you in that role because that's what we do you don't want to be in a situation you owe it to yourself to, and I know you guys are like, well, I don't want to hurt her and that she did and she held me down and she did. You have this, all these reasons you're obligated to that shit. You can be like, you know what? This isn't good for me. I'm out. I can't do this. And you have to keep it moving because the longer you stay, the worse you're going to feel. And she's not going to feel good about it either because you're not going to be able to love her. You're not going to be able to give her what she needs. And for women who stick around in those situations, they're not going to be able to get what they need from their partner either. I don't care what they do. It's not like their partner is going to one day wake up and say, oh, baby, I see you. I love you. I appreciate you. Mm -mm. They still they going to take anything they can take from you. So you get yourself in a position that you can walk away from it. And the, mm, the crazy thing about it when you talk about walking away from a situation that's not good for you it's not the immediacy of the situation that's the goal like that that's that'll be over in no time literally that'll be over in no time it's the purpose it's your path it's what you're supposed to be doing to replenish the universe that's the thing that has your attention not this human not this person right mm -mm. that's temporary let me tell you i was with my ex-husband we were married for 17 years and i think we dated two years before that i have so few memories of us together and people always say oh my god you were married for 17 years and you got a divorce and now i'm like well, hell, I've been divorced for 14. I have so few memories of what it was like of being married to being in that marriage. And we hold on because we feel like we're supposed to because it's been so many years. But look how many years I have left. If I was married, for if I was with him for 20 years, let's say 20, so 17 plus dating, and I'm going to live to be 198. 97. I'm going to live for a long time. That's 20% of my life. That means 80% of my life, I wasn't in that. And I'm going to allow that 20% to hold me hostage? No. That's how you have to look at what your purpose is, what your goal is. If your goal is to be of purpose, then you've got to allow yourself to be able to move along your path to get to the purpose, right? So we want to feel like, oh, we've been together for so long. But if you've been married for 20 and you've been miserable for 18, what's the damn point? When is your happiness coming? What do you do to get to it? What do you do to set yourself free so you can be a purpose? What does it look like? What does it look like to the other million people that you have to impact if you stay in this yucky situation all this time? Who are you letting down? Right? So you have to <clears throat> set boundaries on how people make use of you. You can tell your partner, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not interested. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. You can you set boundaries for how you function. You don't let anybody else set boundaries on how you function. As soon as somebody sets boundaries on you or tell you what you can and can't do, what is that? Mm -hmm. 
you're being held hostage. You're not free. And someone is regulating your steps. And why? Why would somebody regulate your steps? They got to figure out what they need to do their damn self. So now they're going to try to get you caught up too? Nah, not me. And not you either, because you don't want to. You want to be able to move free. You want to be happy. You want to know what it feels like to go to sleep and not worried about. You want to know what it feels like to be able to move without answering questions about what you're doing. Those are things that we have to do because that's what's demanded of us to be able to get to our purpose. I love being in a relationship. I love men. I talked about that two weeks ago. Best thing since air, men. Love them. Guess what? I won't be held hostage by one. I don't care. And even when I was dating, men would say, oh, my God, you're so much fun. That's how they start off. Oh, my God, you're so much fun. And then they would be like, you know what? You should really wear a bra or maybe you shouldn't do this. And I don't really like her. So, you know, maybe y'all shouldn't go out together because I think she is. So you go from, oh my God, you're so much fun. And I want to be with you to now you're going to put boundaries on how I move. No, 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 no. Fortunately, I realized and we mistake those things for love. Oh, he just don't want me to wear makeup because he don't want me to be attracted to no, attractive to nobody else. And he want me to cover up because he don't want nobody to boundaries. He's putting boundaries on you because what he, you think he's protecting you from has nothing to do with you. But he's going to put you in a box to hold you hostage because it's easier for him to manage you if he can keep you in the box. No, 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 no. You have to be who you are. You have to live your life and you have to grow through everything that you go, grow through so that you can get to a place of being of your purpose and being okay with who you are and moving fluid. When people try to hold you hostage and put you in the little box, they don't know what you're supposed to do. They can't tell you that. If they're, they can't. And you women can't do it either. And women like to say that to men. They want to stop them. Well, you can't go here because it is. And you can't do this because it is. And you can't. So what? Go. Grown-ass people do what they want to do. If you can't be in a relationship with somebody and trust them to go to the grocery store, you shouldn't be in a relationship with them any damn way. Yuck. That's already said. So you shouldn't even be in a relationship. So you guys have to be really careful. Men and women, you all have to be very careful about being in these relationships where people are holding you hostage. And we talked about this too last week. Men know when a woman is for them or not. They ain't phased by no woman. Women get caught up with the men, and the men are like, all right, well, she's straight, though. She got her own house. She got a car. She make a little money. I can hang out with her. He's saying I can hang out. She trying to figure out how to get him to the altar. No, 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 no. So I think it's better for everybody to just be upfront about what it is you want in that moment and give somebody a chance, an opportunity to decide if they want to give it to you or do it or not. So we have to be very careful with that because the more that you do things to hold somebody hostage, then you're stopping them from being to being um, of purpose, to making progress. So that's my little talk about that. You got to know that you're not free. You've got to tell yourself the truth about the situation. If it sucks, it sucks. Don't be scared to say it sucks. 
that's a news flash for a mother. And you be like, man, you know what? This relationship sucks. I can't. Man, this shit is crazy. How somebody gonna be mad at you because what you said? <laughs> How they gonna be mad at you because you struggling in that? yucky ass relationship and they want to keep you in it so what does that say about how they feel about you they don't care about your happiness they don't necessarily love you they love the idea of you but they don't love you not if they don't want you to be happy and you have to set boundaries on how people make use of you and that's okay it's hard because you want to say yes you want you want to say somebody ask you something yeah i'll do it yeah i'll do it guess what you can say no quite now nah, i can't do that that ain't for me. No. When I started setting boundaries for me, people started taking notice like, well, Joycelyn is not the one to be fucked with. She ain't going to do that shit. And that made that save. Guess what? My phone stopped ringing. <laughs> people stopped calling me, asking me for stuff. At work, I was handling shit better. Ain't nobody coming to me with no bullshit. And if they do, I'm like, that's not for me. No, you can have somebody else. Why don't you do it? Thanks. Bye. Thanks for thinking of me. Bye. I keep it moving. Nobody, you don't get to manipulate me into feeling like I got to do something because you need, fuck you. That's how I feel. And they know it. They know it. I had an administrator. I sent an email and said, only communicate with me through email. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He was wicked. He was sending, he was saying slick shit, walking by, trying to get me caught up. I shut that shit down. Only communicate with me through email. Then I was the bitch, right? Boy, what's wrong with her? She, fuck you. You can't do that to me. I'm not playing this game with you. Now we've been working together for about three years. And he and I have a great relationship. Because he had to figure out, I can't do this stuff to her. She's not allowing me to make ill use of her. That's, and that's the truth. I, that's, I wholeheartedly, those are my words. <laughs> wholeheartedly would be in a minute fuck you no no i'm not gonna do that thanks thanks for thinking of me bye hey we're gonna such and such and we want everybody to contribute such and such no i'm not participating thank you bye no bye thanks bye no 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 but that's me having to protect myself otherwise i'm around here depleted exhausted unhappy i can't give any goodness to you all i can i don't have any goodness for myself all for the sake of trying to please somebody who's just trying to suck the life out of me nah not doing it so if you need some words for the week you can quote me fuck you no thanks bye <laughs> you guys can say that all that you want and i mean that shit so Let's talk about real quick before we get ready to go. I know we had the technical difficulties, but I'll still be able to put this together on a SoundCloud and stuff. So um, don't forget, you can uh, download iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. I know y'all use some of that. And YouTube, download some episodes. Give me some numbers. I need you guys. Thank you very much. Got to have some good stuff. Um, okay, so I know everybody remembers from Psych, your first Psych class. Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm an egghead, right? That's what I am. I believe in learning and I love to learn. So when people talk to me and they'll say, I don't read or I don't, I probably stop talking, I probably stop listening because you got to get information from somewhere. Like all of your information can't come from how many characters on Twitter 
and something on Facebook. You got to be able to go to a source to pull information and not even that to draw your own ideas about information, how you feel about it. So in my first psych class, I remember talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'll post it just in case if you guys haven't heard of it. Well, Maslow's hierarchy of needs talks about where we are in our development, where we are in our growth, in our life. And so there are five stages. It looks like the, um, what do you call it? The uh, food pyramid. So it's a triangle. It's got the large base. I don't know. You guys can see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> y'all know y'all can't be seeing pictures on my phone. It could be any damn thing. <laughs> That's because I'm free. I can take whatever pictures I want. But anyway, that was a cigar picture, not anything, you know. Y'all know I can be risque, but that ain't it. All right, so this is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You can look it up if you want. And I I think it's in my bio. So I'm going to read it. At the bottom is your physical needs, your physiological needs, right? So physical needs. These are your basic things. Breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, homeostasis, and excretion. So breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, homeostasis, and excretion. Now, sex is at the bottom. That's a basic need from everybody. Everybody has a basic need of sex. But when you think about it, some people, however old they are, exist in this space as if sex is the end-all, be-all to the relationships. If, she don't have, if your wife don't have sex and you have sex with somebody else, First of all, motherfucker, if you marry and sex is your primary goal, you still operate in that basic level of sex, you got a whole, some whole other issues going on because there's so much more stuff on there. And I'm going to go through this kind of fast because um, I could talk about this for a whole semester. <laughs> this ain't in 10 minutes. It's a whole semester. Then there's safety where you need security of body, employment, resources, morality, the family, health, and property that's important so you go from your physical needs to safety so you meet your first level of needs and then you go on to safety this is how you know you're moving up the hierarchy of needs this is where they fall into place you need a job and you think about that when you turn 18 everybody wants you to get a job you grow now you get um, a job you keep yourself safe so that means you want to have somewhere to live you're going to have money. You're going to have ideas about what's right and wrong, your family, your health, and property. And a lot of people operate in that space. What kind of car you have, what kind of house you have. A lot of people operate there. We look at it and think, oh, they're doing well. But they're really kind of the next level. They're like step two from the bottom. They That's... If you can master eating... If you can master breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, homeostasis, and excretion, it's time to move to the next level. So it's not much above that. Get a job, make some money, maintain. That's it. Love and belonging. You want friendship, family, sexual intimacy. So check that out. First level is sex. You just have sex. All of a sudden, you need sex but you need some intimacy. You need something else. The sex just isn't enough. And men and women both go through this because women 
believe it or not, when women are young and people start having sex with them, it's not really much that you're getting out of it. They're just having, they're making use of you without you having any pleasure behind it. Then all of a sudden you get old enough and you realize I should be enjoying this. And then you're looking for somebody to have sex with that you want to make love with. Now you need it to mean something else, right? Because that's our needs are changing. We need to feel loved. We need to feel connected. So our needs start changing. That's the third level. Then you have your esteem, self-esteem, and that's where your ego and stuff falls in. Self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect of others, and respect by others. Most people, that's where most people get stuck. Now, the base is large, so you know there's more people at the bottom than there are at the top. That's how it works. That's how it is on the food pyramid. The vegetables are at the bottom, right? More vegetables, less meat, or less carbs, I think, at the top. So you, the more you move up, the, you lose people. So as you're dating and meeting people, you realize some people are really stuck in a basic space, and you can't drag them up with you. You can't bring them to where you are. They have to be ready to get to that. It's a process of growth. The last state is called self-actualization. Morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, lack of prejudice, and acceptance of facts. That's a very small number. Many people don't make it there. Now, the reason I wanted to share this with you guys is because as we're out there meeting people, engaging with people, we want to identify where they are based on the conversations we have with them. When there's really a structure that helps to identify where they are in their hierarchy of needs, where they are and what they're capable of for themselves. Now, I want it to be, that's what I always say, I want it to be self-actualized. My goal was self-actualization, and that's what I try to work at. I try to see good in everything. I talked about this with my son. I try to see good in people, in myself. I want to, I know that I'm connected to the universe as a whole. I'm on my Deion Sanders, right? I know, I know I'm great. That's where I want it to be great. But the funny thing is, as a woman, when I was single and dating and I would meet people who were at a basic level, what do you think they wanted? Do you think they were trying to come to where I was or you think they, I, they were trying to pull me to where they were? That's putting me in a box. If I operate up here and they're down here, it's easier for them to deal with me to pull me where they are. But that's not good for somebody who's in a different space. So we have to keep that in mind when we meet people, when we engage with people, when we get involved with people, when people try to pull us and regulate, relegate us to a space to make them more comfortable, wrong people to deal with. We shouldn't be able, you shouldn't get involved in those situations because they don't want goodness for you. They want you to be great in the space they provide for you. They want you to be great in that space. If you are a man and you work 15, 16 hours a day and you got all this stuff going on and you, you doing your thing and your wife is doing nothing and she's stuck in the space that she's safe with breathing, eating, using the bathroom. That's where she is. But she wants you, after you go work and be great, to come sit in this space and breathe with her. Sorry, that's the wrong person.
She's not even able to maintain the next level up. She's not interested in the next level up. She's interested in just existing. So when you find yourself in situations with people who want to hold you hostage or want to pull you down into the pit of nothingness to satisfy them, get the fuck away from them. You can't save them. You can't fix them. You can't help them unless you went to school to do that. And then if you went to school to do it, they ain't for you. You don't operate. Doctor, surgeons don't operate on their spouses. Another surgeon will operate on their spouse. You can't fix them. You can't fix them. Psychiatrists don't help their spouses. They get another psychiatrist to do it. You can't do that to your spouse. Your spouse has to want to move. So if you are stuck in a situation, identify, recognize it first, recognize that you're being held hostage. That's the first thing. Recognize you're being held hostage. Tell yourself the truth about that bullshit. This sucks here. I hate it here. Tell your partner, I hate it here. Don't say you not, I hate it here. Don't blame them. You let yourself get in the situation. I made a mistake. I should have done something else. No, it's nothing that you can do. Because if they could have done it, they would have already done it. <laughs> if they were going to make you happy, it ain't new that you say out loud, I'm unhappy. If they wanted to do something to make you happy, they would be doing something to make you fucking happy. You wouldn't have to be like, I hate it here. Sorry, that's the way that it is. So recognize that you're being held hostage. Tell yourself the truth about being held hostage and set you some damn boundaries so that you can start gaining some momentum in you. You ain't got to divorce them. You can stay married to them, but you do have to move because you were gifted this life. God chose you to be of his purpose. So you were gifted this life. You owe it to move forward. Nobody cares that you stuck in a yucky ass situation because your partner refuses to progress or is incapable of progressing. So what? That's on them. They have their own purpose and their purpose isn't to hold you hostage. That's just what they can do because you've allowed it. So that's it for me tonight. I hate that we had technical difficulties. I'll put it together. You guys can download on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. <laughs> and remember, I'm drinking Poppy Cabernet Sauvignon in my hashtag 50 years of joy glass. And I've had a great night tonight. And I hope that you've got, you found some goodness in this. And this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Have a good night. I'll see you guys next week, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We got to talk about some jive-ass turkeys. <laughs> good night. Bye. Mwah.